Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finnecaro. And... Tom Cottonmouth Bastard. That is uh, one Gunner Kennedy, and apparently my dumb fucking upstairs neighbor has decided to rebuild the upstairs of the apartment uh, <laughs> today. So I apologize for anybody who hears the they're, banging. They're, they're drone-proofing it. Yeah, Wait. apparently. <laughs> So before we uh, before we get jump into the first topic, which is um, Black Lives Matter, I guess, but it's 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 more of kind of the what's happening uh, with the movement and kind of what's happening in our country. I feel that I owe Gunner at least a little bit of an apology um, on the show in several areas. Whenever we've talked about Donald Trump, uh, he you kind of um, inference that like the core to his voter base was kind of like white supremacists and white nationalists. And I kind of felt that that was overstated and over-exaggerated. I completely take that back. And uh, I completely believe that. So I'm very sorry for uh, maybe marginalizing that view a little bit and thinking maybe it was an overstatement. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely think that he's well aware of that. And uh, the things that he does are, and the things that he says pretty much are there to stoke the fires of, uh, of racism and uh, white supremacy and all that bad, terrible shit. So, Gunner, I'm really fucking sorry. I did. Don't no, no skin off my whatever. You know, it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's again. Uh, no justice, no peace. Fuck them racist ass police. Agreed. So a lot has happened. We were pretty broken up about it last week. Things uh, have not necessarily cooled off, but they're maybe not as quite. Uh... I I think a lot of it is that the mainstream media has decided that it is now time to be uncomfortable talking about it. So let's just, if we don't acknowledge it, it it's not happening. I'd say that that's a bit fair. If you could elaborate more on that. Um, well, again, because it was kind of it was a thing of the moment. But I mean, like if you if you look at anything that's not one of the big five, so you know CNN, CNBC, um, or just you know, or is it MSNBC? Um, you know, but they're really kind of the same same cats. But that they, they have quickly put the kibosh on talking about these protests and it, again it's it's not it's not like it's much like antifa there's no like singular entity that's coordinating this and it's also kind of you know it, it's kind of aggregated a couple different things which is that one it, it yes there is the black lives matter movement that has just escalated because it got poo-pooed every time that it would come up and you know the thing was is that it, it made it made certain people uncomfortable so you know like the the nfl you know the nfl like a day late and a dollar short saying that they're sorry that they fucking squashed Ka uh, kaepernick because i guess you know like they're like yeah i guess you were totally right and um we're kind of we're kind of shit but don't don't hold us to being shit um there's a bigger problem which is that we um we have introduced a very 
consistent military mindset into policing in the in the United States? One of the things that so to add to that real quick, one of the problems um, that I've always had, well, two problems, two major problems that I've had with with police. Um, I have a lot of problems with police, but not all police, but uh, with the police department and most of the police departments in general. One, you get kind of you do. It's not kind of you get extra credit uh, if you're a veteran to become a police officer. Um, uh-huh. And it doesn't matter if you were in combat or whatever. Uh, that I think is problematic. Um, and two, a lot of police officers don't actually live and participate in the communities that they police, especially in like urban areas. And I think that lack of connection with the community kind of leads uh-huh. to situations where there's a lot of fear because they don't know. And I mean, distrust on both sides, right? Suspicion on both sides. And I think it's, it, I think it's a lot easier to, it's significantly easier to shoot someone that you don't know or that you perceive as a threat because you don't know them than it is to shoot like, you know, Jim, that's uh Clarence that owns the fucking, you know, the diners kid. You know what I mean? Like if you actually do some of the people in the community that you're, that you're policing, I think it would be, you'd, you'd be a lot less on edge. Now, as far as the military thing goes, I'm not trying to shit on veterans or anything like that, but police should be guardians, not warriors. And soldiers are warriors. They're not guardians. Well, that yeah. They're trained to be warriors, and, and they're needed. I completely agree. There's there's a need for them at, dur- during wartime and wartime operations. But those are not the type. Warriors are not what you want in a police department. Maybe a SWAT team, maybe. But certainly not just a regular Joe police officer on the street. Well, did you ever watch uh, Battlestar Galactica? No, I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it okay. yet. Well, you know, and again, but, so we, you go yeah. back to sci-fi references. But there's, there's, there's kind of a a famous block of dialogue or a very quoted piece of dialogue in there. And it's the, the one Admiral and he's talking with the president and he's saying like, the gist of it is effectively he's saying that you, you never want the military to become the police because the police primary function is the maintaining of public peace. And the main function of the military is to seek out and destroy enemies of the state. And when you right. have the military basically perform police functions eventually the people that they're the people that they're patrol you know are interacting with become does anybody do you guys remember and trace you could you can even weigh in on this too do you remember like we were really young like in the 80s and we were just little kids i don't remember police officers like carrying around rifles and wearing like bulletproof vests and stuff i remember kind of them wearing like button-down shirts some of them were like ties and stuff well, hmm. it, 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 you, 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 if you want to get into bra- some brass tacks about that, uh, a lot of that can go back to the what they call the crime bill, which whose main uh, pusher, contributor, writer, you know, p- proprietor, if you want to call it, is a certain gentleman who's running for president this year, <laughs> and he he's never really like he won't he will never like walk it back. But yes, because the crime, <clears throat> the basically the crime bill that basically started the transformation of most police forces into effectively military units goes back to Joe Biden. I mean, things have changed a lot, right? We've become um, a different type of society than when we're, than we were in the eighties. One example, you know, you mentioned, 
the bulletproof vests. But something that comes to my mind is a lot of these laws that have been written around the protection of police officers. Um, one that I think of specifically uh-huh. is um, if you're driving down a two lane, four lane highway, whatever, you know, you got two lanes going in one direction. Um, it's always been courtesy to switch lanes um, sure. if, if someone was pulled over on the right hand side. But all it took was a police officer dying. And if, if, I'm sure there's been plenty that have died, but one died and made made the news in New York. And then New York says it's now law. If you can get over, you have to get over. Right. Sure, and I think that's reasonable. I think that's absolutely reasonable. It, it is. I think it's I think it's reasonable. Um, but on the other hand, though, uh, I, I don't know about you, but what I've observed as a result of it is these constant almost car accidents happening as a result. So what happens is the tractor trailers that are on the highway all the time, they'll, they'll do whatever they can to get over because, because they want to respect the law and they've been doing it for, for a long time before New York made the law. They've been doing that anyway, but what they do is they make dangerous maneuvers on the highway to avoid a dangerous situation on the highway. And to me, it's really interesting because I, I do wonder that if sometimes I, I wonder if some precautions, I don't know if that's a good example of one, but I wonder if some precautions actually cause more accidents in the long run. If a cop shows up to your door and he, and he's got a bulletproof vest on, does, does that add hostility to a situation that didn't need it previously? And I don't know, I'm not a police officer. Um, I could tell you though, if, if, if I was just pulling people over, but I had to react, I had to be on call for any hostile situation that occurs. I don't know if, I don't know if I would want to take the time to put a vest on before I go to that situation. And you see it sometimes, um, it's usually, I think it's the, uh, uh, you know, the, like the detectives will do it, but you'll see it sometimes in, in, in the, in the, whether it's a fictional TV show or it's like a real show, you'll see them throw it on last minute and try to make it to the scene. So maybe it's not needed. Maybe it's just portraying uh, hostility, but I, I do, I do know what you're saying. They seemed kinder before um, well, he- that said though, police <clears throat> violence was, I believe it was the highest in the sixties. And there's actually some quotes about this, about the, essentially the black lives matter movement, which I don't know if it was always branded that way, but um, I mean, there's an article that, uh, that, that CBC or um, yeah, that CBC uh, produced. And it said for black Americans, the inequality that fueled uh, fiery protests more than 50 years ago still remains. And it has quotes from the president in 1968 and they're almost like word for word still relevant today. (laughs) So I think a lot of people, you know, look at these riots as something that's polarizing, right? You're either um, you're either okay with looting your neighborhood store, or you're okay with racism, right? Those are there's like these two, there's like this divide. But the idea that you go and just trash your city when when this almost perfect example of inequality and abuse of power happens. I think it's just suggestive that the problem still exists. And I think that it's easy to point the finger of blame at 
racism. It's easy to point the finger of blame at a bunch of idiot riders. But I think that the actual issue, you know, is something in the middle, right? I don't think that all cops, I don't even think that the majority, not even, not even more than 10% of cops are bad people, right? I well, think it's like the 1% or so, the 2%. So the problem, the, 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 the caveat is, and this is where it's, where you, where you have to st- structure this argument accordingly. It isn't even saying this. Just this doesn't even get into the, the the innate like the innate nature of a police officer. You know, like if you have to be, if, you know, this isn't saying if you're a police officer, you're inherently of you're inherently a racist asshole. The problem is, is that the policing structure of the United States of America intrinsically allows this behavior and will protect it. It's a subculture, not, because, not right. because of it's just not just because it's inherently racist. It's because the police have basically been allowed to do whatever the fuck they want, and it's not everywhere, but it's enough. Uh, you know, like when when the NYPD basically refused to acknowledge the existence of Bill De Blasio because he again didn't even like start this committee to you know didn't even start investigations to see if NYPD was like engaging in in unsavory activity they just wanted to form a committee to see if they needed to start investigations they wouldn't yeah. like they, they they basically just refused to acknowledge like they ignored him like straight up like Amish shunning didn't acknowledge him in the room and after this last thing, when they freaking doxed his daughter after he said, like, hey, you know, like we, it, you know, uh, one, it shows the ineffectualness of of local leadership in at least from like a, a, a public citizen perspective, i.e. the mayor and the fucking city councils in a lot of these places. But two, it's that the fucking like, again, this gets into the, this gets into the concept of like how much of this is become. Because of the legal structure that's been brought into the states where you, you have this application of what they call qualified immunity, how much of like how much has it become a matter of people are just off the chain and for all intents and purposes it's functionally interchangeable with a gang than it is no. a peace the officer. Police, I don't see how you can the police are a gang. They're absolutely a gang in every sense of the word except I mean, in you know, the country, we, gangs. yeah they're like a gang that we we the people have hired with our tax money um my problem i guess the, i i agree trace there are definitely good cops and there are bad cops but i set the bar a bit higher and it should be set higher i think for police a bad cop is a cop that knows about or a a, a bad cop is a cop that knows about really bad cops doing bad shit and doing nothing about it because you know the message essentially that is is that we stick together you know it's it's we have to and, we have to watch each other's backs on this and we have to stick together and i think and, that's a bad cop and there are a lot there are a lot of those and there's a lot of there's a again you know your crime drama because the other problem is is that we've had so much fucking crime drama well yeah that people have people have a very distorted fucking view of how you know like because you know it's the salaciousness instead of the the the, the brass tax but there are multiple, you know, and again, it's not, it's not everything, but 
even if you are a responsible person or you attempt to do the good thing, you are turning on your crew and you will suffer the consequences for it. And well, yeah, you're essentially ending your career if you want to stand up for, you know, stand up for what is truly moral and right. You know what I mean? In a situation where someone else is not acting that way. And I mean, frankly, that's what happened with George Floyd. Like, yes, did those three other cops not uh, put their knee on George Floyd's neck, but they were completely complicit with it happening. You know, it's like, or or that dude in Buffalo who got his head fucking perfect example, watermelon. And like the one guy went to help him and his other, other guy, his other uh, partner there freaking grabbed him and told him, no, you gotta keep leave him. Right. And, and in fact, and and all the 57 emergency, um, like, I don't know if they're emergency police responders or whatever that all resigned from from emergency duty. Those are all bad cops. Well, no, no. So there's, there's an addendum to that, which is not, this is not the thing that gets talked about. The reason that they were, they quit was because their local union told them they are not paying for any more legal aid for them because there were so many fucking previous debacles that they had been involved with that they finally just had to fucking cut the, like they oh as far as as far hands. as what kind of bad calls or bad uses of force yes hmm. so the fucking the union basically said we are not paying for lawyers for you anymore well i mean i don't, I don't know we, we we can't we can't yes like it it was so and again like i i've had some like serious like thinky time because i want like because the 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 george see and this is the worst part because i don't remember the other the other the older gentleman's name either what was george's last name the the gentleman who the gentleman who who was uh uh, choked to death by that one oh george floyd george George Floyd. floyd yes the george floyd video is fucking immensely disturbing yeah, it's fucked up. And I mean, frankly, it's pretty I, bad. And I can't, but you see, and this is like one of these things where I have to examine, like, I don't know why, but that Buffalo one just made, like, I saw that and I had to like, just get like, I, cause I think we were playing Minecraft that night and I saw that and I just, I had to fucking go out of my house and just walk. And I couldn't tell if it was because my fucking inner, like fourth Reich sense was Hanging me so bad if it was just general visceral horror or if it just like you know like i was i was almost concerned that because it was like somebody that i could like personify with like this is like this was like my my pastor or something that it bugged me more than george and i was like i was like because i just like when i saw that george and i don't know if it's the noise because like it's just for some reason this upset me on a visceral level that like i had not it had not done before. And I think it's, it's almost worse that he it's, it's almost worse that he didn't die because that kind of thing, like you don't recover from that. You are permanently fucking debilitated. That's like a rot. That's like a rotten.com video. Like that is that kind that kind of injury. You don't bounce back from the guy that cracked his skull. Yes. So I, I saw, I hate watching this footage. I really hate it. Of course, if it's our topic, I need to watch some of it um, and just keep looking away. Um, there was a store owner that was protecting a store that got just beaten to a bloody pulp. And I mean, I just broke out into tears. He, 
was unconscious on the ground and you could tell at least one of his limbs was broken. And, uh, of course the, the subject line said that he was a store owner protecting his store. I have no reason not to believe that. Although, you know, like any of these videos, it's hard to really know where they came from and to vet them because some of them might be people reusing other footage to stir emotion. Mm -hmm. And, this, this kind of brings me to what I think is very interesting and very scary part about this. And it's, it's kind of like when uh, Paul Walker's his name, right? From Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Yep. Is that his name? It's kind of yeah. like when Paul Walker shows up yes. in the final, in, in like the last movie, right? He had passed years prior, but because they had enough samplings of his voice, because they had enough... Um, pictures, high quality pictures um, of his face, they were able to reconstruct him and they were yep. able to pass off him as being in the movie when he, when he, he's no longer alive. That's where the technology is. Um, we, we actually, I, I brought up a, a, a series um, called uh, love death and robots. I think it was. And, um, and, it was an anthology series, but one of the episodes had some CGI is the best I've ever seen. And I had a really hard time in some scenes knowing the difference. So that's, that's like, you know, the best of the producers, the best of the, uh, of the artists, the best of the 3d, um, capabilities or CGI. But then we have this other weird stuff. So one article that I saw said that the, um, the bricks that were used to smash in the buildings were strategically placed. And they also had footage of some guy that just was running down the road in a trench coat with an umbrella, just smashing in windows. Now the guy with the trench coat and the umbrella, I have no reason to believe that he didn't just say, Hey, it's a smashing anarchy party. I'm going to join. I have yeah. no reason not to believe that it could have been taken from a movie. It could have been taken from another riot that happened years yeah. ago, but you know, at least 4k has only been around for a few years. Cool. So if it's high enough quality, you can reasonably assume the, reasonably so, assume so that it's one real, of the, one but the, of the bricks, caveats. the, the bricks, and, and I'm just finished this point real quick. Yeah. The bricks, like people are trying to prove these, right and trying to prove these wrong people still don't know um the first the first article that you find about these bricks says false right in the subject line false bricks were not strategically placed um you know to uh uh to feed the rioters but part of me stops and wonders and first of all what if they were and second of all how would we ever know you would i mean you yourself it would almost be like unless you yourself would have to see them, right? Like you would have to experience it, right? Like, I don't yeah. know if there's any other way aside from taking someone's word for it. And I, I, I just don't know if it's real or not. I, I don't know if that's real. So un unfortunately things get lumped together and trace trace is probably going to double down on this. So much like UFO conversations, <laughs> this gets into this gets into the conspiracy stuff. So, but but I, I, what I will say is that there is more proof because it's come it's come out in multiple times as well. Is that 
this this also ties back into this idea of the militarization of the police. The police also engage in what they call COINTELPRO or counterintelligence programs, which is that basically can they I, can I get a can I get a quick caveat on that? Yeah. Those were developed by J. Edgar Hoover and those uh <laughs> they were used in very, very shitty ways, one of which uh was they wanted to, to they wanted- they want to, they want to kill Emma. Yeah, they they that was part of it was sending letters to Martin Luther King saying, "If you don't kill yourself, we'll expose you and all these all these affairs you've been having behind your wife's back." But sorry, just a no, no, just a reminder of how fucked up the FBI is. Oh, but but even even then, like it's it's gone it's gone beyond the state apparatuses to the like the just endemic to the institutions themselves. So I'm not saying that like. You know, the, our local our local police force in Podunk, awesome town, California, uh, you know, Canastota or whatever, is part of this. But there are there are, there are multiple instances of police officers attempting to escalate <clears throat> escalate riots in the, in an attempt to basically go into a violent response because the thing is is that unfortunately the system doesn't have a mechanism at least in large urban centers to be like okay yeah we we actually acknowledge that your grievances are legitimate i mean like there's not anything you know like there the problem is is that they are not there to address them the only thing that the police can do is fucking get rid of them that that's real that's really the only response they have and if the if the if the original situation doesn't warrant getting rid of them then they will attempt to change the context of that situation so that they can get rid of them and you can say that part of that is like you know like there's there's a certain you know there's a certain percentage that actually just enjoys fucking unload you know lighting people up as it were but it's also again. This goes back to that Adama kind of quote, which is that effectively, when you make when you make the the peace officers effectively a wing of the military, the only response that they're going to be able to eventually have is a military one. Well, did you see what happened in Dallas on the bridge? Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty messed up. I'll I'll tell you what happened, Trace. So, and the and the police defend this tactic. There were protesters. Um, they were. They cut their routes off, so they essentially forced the protesters to Cattle, cross the bridge. Cattling is, is what it's called. So it's kind of tr- it's a it's a tactic that's used to almost corral people to to move them in the direction you want. So they let them march onto the bridge, and then they showed up on the opposite end of the bridge where they were marching towards, and uh, they opened fire on them. With gas, tear gas, and smoke gases, uh, smoke, uh, smoke canisters, and um, flashbangs. And when the protesters tried the other way, the police had set up on the other side after they had let the protesters go. And then they just shot more gas canisters and beat the shit out of them to quote unquote suppress the the protesters that were running back towards the other side of the bridge that they had once came. So they literally like they trapped them and then they fucking they opened fire on them and it's like and they're defending their decision they were like we you know we we suppressed a violent mob and it's like nobody was talking about anybody being violent until they got on the bridge and had a ship fired at them and then until effectively you put them in a situation where for all intents and purposes they're fighting for their lives 
Yeah, like they're, they're running the other way, trying to get off the bridge. They have because... killed multiple people doing this already. So, you know. um, so another thing that I saw shared was this picture. And um, the the caption that, that the friend of mine had written on the, the picture was, um, CNBC, C, CNBC for the win, FTW. And I look at the photo, and it's a screenshot of a CNBC-like news ticker. Um, and the down at the bottom of the screen, the headline is... Was it the Mazeltovs? The headline is, um, you know, riots, rage, in whatever city they, they were covering. And the top half of the photo was a city on fire, like smoke coming out. Then right underneath was a trailer from world war Z and it was just a picture of the cinematic trailer for world war Z. And it was the exact same smoke tower, the exact same city on fire. It was the same. It was essentially the same scene, the same photo. No, fake news. Yeah, absolutely. And, Uh, and, (laughs) and I, I look at it for a while. I see the person commenting I know the person's stance on liberal media. And I'm like, if CNBC did this, this is pretty fucked up. And I look at the comments, and a lot of the comments are kind of just bashing CNBC. So I'm like, you know what? Let's see what this World War Z riots thing is all about. And of course... A lot of the fact checks come up saying <laughs> they actually point to a Twitter profile where some guy actually did it as a joke. He did it as a joke. He said, yeah. you know what? This is what the Republicans are going to say about CNBC. And then they did. And I put a comment on it and I said, this isn't a real photo. Why, why would you share it? And the person said, it was for satire. So that's like another level, right? This is another level of fake news. And it makes me wonder if maybe the majority of it's satire. <laughs> like how many of these, and I hate even the word fake news now, but how many of these like unvetted fucking shitty pictograph screenshot photoshopped bullshit photos that people are sharing so this brings this brings an interesting uh, well i think i think it's an interesting question which is that is is as much trash as the news was before social media with Facebook effectively killing most modern investigate, like most modern news f- formats, because that whole the whole shit that they did with the ad with with ad rate deceptions. How much? How much of it this do you put into the the general like the bleeding the bleed in of fucking 4chan fuck nugget mindset into 
information conveyance because that that's the thing too is like there's like uh, yeah I'd fucking trip. Are you familiar with Ben Shapiro? Yeah, I am. Okay, because Ben Shapiro is like the quintessential. I am a smart. I am a smart four channer. Like, at what point do you you know like what is it, it gets into that like you know like you can have two. You can just you can have two levels of self deception, and then you start believing the thing that you talk about. Like, you know, and, and it's it's even like even if there's an intelligent conversation to be had there, like just the 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 the, the I'm kidding, sarcasm. You know, not the, again. Maybe this is unfair because I, I I Ben 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 Shapiro generally doesn't do the I'm kidding sarcasm thing. No, not really. But. The whole like I'm gonna roll over you by talking really fast, and that's you know like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something very complicated. I'm gonna say it very fast, and I'm gonna roll over you, and that's my version of a debate. That's just as much you know like that. That's a that is a four chan tactic brought into real life. It's how our president got elected. It is a how our president got elected. Yeah. Yes. Not even is, an insult. It, is, it was a very, very strategic. It is troll. It is trolling as, as a, as a political philosophy. Right. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like, you know, there, there's like snippets of it here and there, but I wonder if this is a, like, and it's weird that a 70 something fucking year old man is the one that brings it to fucking fruition in body <clears> politics. But this is like, this is internet trolling as like a new school of dialectical thought. And it's, yeah, but I want, I don't want to get also- too far on that end because I don't want it to become about, well, we're really just being trolled in this. It's like, cause we're not really just being trolled in this. No, we, no, no. We have a, we have a problem. It's no, there- it's, it's, tr- it's transcended. It's transcended it because so, speaking of 70 year old man, Jeff Bezos is not 70. He's like fifty-seven. He's he's gonna he's gonna gonna live the double seventy because he's gonna have his brain uploaded into a series of Amazon clouds. And he um he did something controversial. He on the top of the Amazon shopping, you know, Amazon's page, he just put a banner. This is Black Lives Matter, and uh, a lot of people are boycotting him. Is they're boycotting Amazon as a result of it. They're saying that Amazon shouldn't be political. Um, Jeff Bezos says we didn't want you as customers. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, honestly, man, listen. I think uh, something they're, is they're... telling. With, uh, t- something is telling with this. This is not three years ago, four years ago. The NFL is all about business. They are not a moral company. Um, they don't give a shit about anything except for revenue. When the NFL, when the commissioner of the NFL, who let's face it, the guy's kind of a creep, Roger Goodell. Comes out, admits, admits, uh, yes, being being wrong, which never happens, and then says essentially, they're gonna we're gonna allow our athletes to do whatever they want. That shows a shift and is an indicator, and this is this is why I think, and I'm really glad he's he's doing it. This is why I think Trump has miscalculated greatly on how actually big his voter base is, and how I think he doesn't think he needs the moderates. But he's. This is exactly what he's. He's fucked himself. Um, I think well, in a sense. Do I think it'll be close? Yeah. But do I think he's with the with the nonsense he's done? He's absolutely losing the middle. 
and I think he kind of had the middle at the last election, but I think he overcalculated with a lot of this stuff that he's done. He's done some pretty terrible shit, some pretty some pretty outrageous um, stuff the past couple of days. And he's guys, he's always been doing it, but it's been more relevant now, I think, and more pronounced. Um, and I think he's going to stick with it. I think he's going to continue to drive, drive, drive at that core base of his. I think he's going to realize none of these businesses give a shit about that core base anymore because it's shrunk so much specifically in the past four years. But I, I don't think you're going to see Jeff Bezos walking anything back. You're not going to see the NFL walking anything back. And those are two massive, massive businesses, um, ones that would in a heartbeat, in my opinion, especially the NFL, You know, if the popular opinion was and the good optics were like they were four years ago, don't disrespect the, the flag or the military. Um, that's exactly what they did. And they fined people for taking knees and shit. And for them to turn around, it's a it's a it's a litmus test of where the public actually is on all this shit. So I I think that I think putting the president in this is 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 an interesting debate. It's one that we've had before. Um, I have a different feeling about how how the president's voter base is going to turn out. I think that his chances of winning are only going to get greater come closer to election time. Um, but I don't want to distract from the topic by the way gunner your headphones are a little hot i can hear myself and wait on them um and i know our listeners have too <laughs> it's like a cute little echo um not too bad though you know it's like some reverb but uh i kind of i'm kind of happy that bezos did this for a few reasons uh number one i think after him seeing his company survive through the um through the economic downturn um you could almost say the beginning of the depression, although things are opening back up. So, you know, maybe, maybe it was just a slow, a, a small slowdown. We don't know. Oh, you can't we don't have know a second how many- wave if you don't stop the first. Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. Um, but Amazon did pretty well. And if, when this first started, Amazon took their stance. They're like, please only buy essential things. And oh, by the way, I know you're paying for faster delivery. You're not getting it this time. Your delivery is going to be estimated on 13 days, even though you're paying for two-day shipping, because our business is going to slow down. Now, there's a lot of stuff that came out about Amazon not trading the virus seriously. I don't work there. I can't speak firsthand on behalf of it. Um, And I've heard both sides of the story. And of course, they pump a lot of money into advertising. These people are saying, it's the cleanest it's ever been. Things slowed down. You know, it's, it's a safe work environment, this and that. But what I do like about this is I like the fact that Amazon is willing to take that risk. Um, they're, they're willing to take the risk of just telling a certain large percentage of their customers, hey, this is where we stand politically. It's scary too, though. Um, the reason it's scary is because they're too big. They're way too big. And uh-huh. for them to be so openly political, is, it's, it, it's very close to a dystopian future. So I'm happy because they're like, you know what? Let's let's take this risk. Let's see how our company does uh, this time next year after taking this stance. Let's see if we can help change the world because I want to see the world progress. I want to see it a better place too. But at the same token, it's like, well, what if this is a controversial topic that they take a stance on? What if this is their litmus test to say, can we do this on every political topic, right? So there's some pretty big controversial things going on right now. 
Some of them, Gunnar, you've said in previous episodes, and I love the way that you phrased it. And you said, you know, in the middle of this crisis, and, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but in the middle of this crisis, you know, the governor of New York is just sliding in all of his agenda while nobody's looking, right? And there's some serious, there's some serious pushback on certain things. And, uh, you know, one of them is, is the, the prisoners being released. Now, some people look at that as saying, no, you know what? Yeah, there's there's some there's some crimes that you don't want those people back out in the street for. However, there's also a gigantic population of people that were arrested simply because they were profiled. Did you, and, did you see the do you see the one Elon Musk thing where he's like, how the fuck how the fuck do we still have all these people in prison for marijuana when right. CBD was a fucking essential industry during the fucking COVID lockdown? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you can always look at things in two lights, right? <laughs> some of these people, I may have read some of the some of the uh, the crimes that people uh, are guilty of, and the ones that upset people the most are the the sexual predator crimes, and some of them are pretty crazy. Once Amazon starts taking a political stance on stuff that's a little bit more controversial, <laughs> stuff that the democratic process should be figuring out, I wonder I wonder what's going to happen. I really truly wonder what's going to happen when 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 Jeff Bezos says, "You know what? That HPV vaccine needs to be in your body and you don't get to tell me that it needs to be in your body. The government gets to tell you that and I support the government. I support this decision." So I I have a question for you. I'd like to pose i guess against that not against it but to challenge it a little bit yeah what what is putting black how is putting black lives matter on your website a political stance to me it's a moral stance it, well, it's not because, a political stance because because there is either there is either a the simplified version, and this is uh, this is somewhat unfair. I will mm. I will admit it right off the bat. The simplified version is either you are pro racism or anti racist, <laughs> much like you are pro fascist or anti fascist. No, I don't agree with that. Um, and and I actually, I to be honest, I don't like the phrase myself. I don't like reading it. I really don't. But I have to be careful saying that because it, yeah. I come off as racist when I say that. And it's this idea, right? It's this idea. It, I, I don't live in an area. I, I'm very fortunate that I don't live in an area where I see black people profiled this way. Right. So I'm not exposed to this, to this crazy amount of, of profiling racism. Now, and I think a lot of it's cultural. Like you guys used the, um, the idea of like a, like you belong to <clears throat> some form of clan or something. Right. Or, or uh, um, I forgot the that's, that's, a, that's a dangerous word with this particular stuff. Yeah, gang. yeah, it is. Gang it is. is, gang is the one it, you want. it is. But there's gamers out there. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, this is this is an interesting conversation, right? Um, some protesters go down the street, and we're like, get inside. We get all of our kids inside, right? My wife and I were fucking terrified when protesters went down the street and we're not we're not terrified of the protesters we're just terrified as what might come as a result of them going down the street now we're in a small village so when protesters go down the street in canastota you can count those those people on maybe four sets of hands it's not a lot of people right but people are probably exiting their house and joining these people and 
I, I don't know. Meanwhile, my brother, my business partner, he lives in Buffalo, right? His fiance is in the ICU unit that that guy cracked his skull open on, right? So he's just, he's just a couple hours from me. And shit's fucking crazy out there. There's curfews. The cops are having a hard time getting people to to uh, to follow the curfews. So my son's like, he sees the people marching and he goes, I want to join them. Right? My 10-year-old son. And I'm like, no, you can't go outside. The windows get shut and we stay inside until they pass. I support the movement, but you are not going out there. I am not going out there. I, I don't even want to be affiliated with it because if, if, if shit hits the fan, I don't want to be that guy with a broken arm, unconscious on the, uh, in a fucking puddle of my own blood because I tried defending a fucking storefront, right? I don't want to be that person. And my, and my son looks at me and he says, but dad, they're marching because black lives matter. And I turned to him and I said, all lives matter. And he said, dad, that's racist. It's, I'm not saying you're racist, but I guess I would pose it to you like this. Um, if you go into your boss and you say, "Well, let's let's uh, okay, let's so not to bring up terrible memories when your mo mother passed away, Trace, you probably had to tell your boss because you had to take some time off. Hey, my mom passed away, and your boss instead of saying. I'm really, really sorry and kind of talked to you over about it said, well, everyone's mother passes away eventually. Would he be right? Yes. I got, but would I it be, got, would it be insensitive? That What's that? Yeah, but I see, know. but see, the, I love that point, Wade. Number yeah. one, right? Companies often offer bereavement time. There is a defined value for when you're allowed to leave work. So does it, sure. yeah, he could, he could feel the way that he feels. But there's a defined value for what that is. The same thing exists for human life. And it's it's a fucking police officer ignoring the value of human life that's the problem. Yes. Unfortunately, it also comes with it an underlying problem where the police officers are racist. But they aren't racist everywhere. And the cops everywhere are not the problem. So... I also understand why saying that polarizes people. Now, Gunner, you could say it either means you're racist or it means that you're not. I'm sorry, but I don't agree with that. Now, I also look like a fucking jackass with most of my peers, and I can't even make the argument, right? No, tr tr Trace, and I, 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 you know. But I truly, honestly believe that all lives matter. And I truly, honestly believe that cops shouldn't be killing people. And that's why I want my kids to be raised thinking that. It doesn't fucking matter that he's black. It matters that he was fucking killed. And he didn't yes, but need to be killed. Yes, but the situation is, is that there is a lot of racism in this country, and black people are systematically more being being incarcerated more, being attacked, yeah, being attacked absolutely. more, and being killed off, often more. Well, and that's absolutely. why Black Lives Matter and not absolutely. yes, all lives matter. That's absolutely I completely agree with you. But right now we need to focus on the Black lives that we're losing because that's where there's more of a problem. Well, and that's and, what that's and about. What's been sh what's been shown, especially. And we go back to Buff Buffalo gentlemen, but just in general, is that it's it's this it's the it's the fundamental issue is that once you've allowed this to become systemically entrenched for one population, it will uh, it will inevitably bleed out to everyone. 
So it's not a mat. It's basically once you once this has become allowed behavior in one context, there's no way to roll it back. Like, you know, there. I, I don't it, get your point. So, so I guess the fast thing, forward. The things that we're seeing forward. happening to protesters now are things that have happened to people of you know people of color in these with these urban police forces for a long time. And that's part of it too, is that it's not just that it's not just that they've been targeting select individuals. It's that this is being, this is normalized behavior for them. And they don't see, they don't see non police forces as real, you know, it's, it's like blade runner. If you're not a blade runner, you're little people and little people don't fucking deserve respect or think that, you know, again, it, it's, you're correct. All lives matter. I'm saying that the people who are kind of in a position like that. So for some reason, you know, especially with multiple court decisions, it has come to a point where like police, the, the, the police in America, at, at least don't actually have any implicit duty to protect your life. You know, like there's there's no actual that's not actually an assigned function for their role. And this this I, I, what we're seeing now is the ultimate outgrowth of that problem, which is that if you are a peace officer and your version of the peace is to stop violence and the easiest option you have to stop violence is to commit horrendous violence, then here we are. So, but, but what I hear you saying is fuck the police. That's what I hear no, you saying. I, 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 well, one, that's words in my mouth. And two, I, I, I well, want But it was in a do, song, so it's not as bad now. Well, yes, yeah, so I, 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 but, um, that's a, it's an NWA. NWA. Yeah. Wow. See, this is this is this is ignorant white. This is ignorant white 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 cracking through. Um, cop killer was Ice T. Cop killer. Yes. NWA had had Ice Cube in it. It did. Ice Cube. And sometimes I like to put Ice Cubes in my iced tea. True. I think a lot of people do. So when I make the comment that you were either pro-racist or anti-racist, this this is this is that Hegelian dialect bullshit kind of bleeding through, which is that this is a much more complicated issue than a binary zero one kind of thing, where it is that um, you know especially especially with uh, people of Afro-Caribbean or Afro descent Afro descent in the United States. Is that they have been they have been to a large part disenfranchised from participation. Actually, I think we talked about this before, like with the, the China thing. Have we talked? Have I talked to you about that? The whole like the whole like when basically Nixon finally making overtures to get China involved with the world stage because the the way the way that you the way that you have peace. Is that you make sure that everyone that's involved in an interaction has skin in the game, and you know, like one of, this, this there is a lot of there's a lot of narrative meat to this kind of thread, which is that one of the one of the problems or one of the the, the big things is that you know we talk about 
systemic racism in America. And it's a very it's a very nebulous topic other to say that people are racist, you know. Blah, blah, blah. That there have been numerous attempts in African American culture and history to kind of like actually just build their thing. You know, um the I, I don't know if you're familiar with the the the, the the Tulsa race riots or basically the, the, the what, what happened. In, yeah. When they burned out, burned down black wall street or when they burned down black wall street. Yeah. It, it, like this, this is, this is one of these things too, is that where they're, they're fundamentally most times that there has been any real effort or success at an effort to get skin in the game. Uh, for the African American community, it's that we fucking we a bunch of fucking belligerent assholes go and just fucking lay waste. And you can say that like the pe- that's not everybody, but the problem is is that it's it, it's there's a passivity that allows it. And well, uh, can, can I add an addendum to that? Peaceful yeah. protests have never solved anything. If you no. don't dis- if you don't disrupt people's lives. Then you would just drive by them. Drive by the people with the signs. Oh, that's nice. But if you stop people in the street, make them take another route, add on I to their it. commute time, it's disruptive. And people are like, what the fuck's going on? Why is this happening? Well, you know, it, you, you say that because it's it's interesting because the thing, you know, like the, uh, you know, Martin Luther King gets a lot of screen time for uh, his you know his his activist work and the protests that he participated in the sixties, and one of the things that doesn't come up is that there was white. there were there were there were what what was that Trace? He acted white. Yes, because you know what you that know was the strategy. things. That, well, he acted white, but the, what what they don't talk about is that there was a whole shadow organization that was like or basically there were there were violent protests that were happening outside of him and that's the reason why he gets all of this press is that there were militant and again this is where COINTEL Pro comes from because originally it was the organization it was it was a response to the successful organization and mobilization of black militants in the United States to basically say, fuck the, fuck this shit. Fuck your couch. If you are not going to, if you are not going to give us what we deserve, we are going to fucking take it. And the thing was, is that they were actually really fucking good at it. And that none of the major victories in the civil rights movement are correctly attributed to what triggered them because there was a lot of violent protest. No, oh, I mean, Jesus, after they under, shot MLK, well, there were six uh, days no. of very violent riots that till they yes. finally, till finally someone did something. Well, you, until, until you could find the, until you could finally get it under control. But yes, is that there was, right. there were, there was, it was the reason why there was such fear in the establishment at the time. Was that they had, you know, like basically the, the, the passiveness didn't work. But my, so, my problem is, my problem is, why is no one listening right now? Like, why is no one doing anything about this right now? And when I say doing anything about this, I don't mean going out and fucking up the rioters and the protesters. 
why are we not why is it not obvious that we need to reform police departments that they need more training that we need to really be be vigilant in who we select to be a police officer that we set rules in place and committees and and community kind of reviews and tribunals whenever a, an act of force is used like why this stuff seems pretty this stuff seems pretty fucking because uh, pretty pretty is, intelligent it seems pretty well thought out it, it seems like a good idea but why are we so reluctant to, to do to make things better did you did you hear the the most current common response from police organizations in major urban major urban centers when, i haven't i haven't no i actually like haven't any response oh no there is a response we are going we will be unable to do our job if you then what is I, I don't understand. What is your is your fucking job to use force or is it to serve and protect people? Their 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 fucking job is to use force. Well then and again, it, then, it, that, then then when people start talking about defunding shit, and I don't mean like complete removal of the police system. That's not I don't think that's that's obviously a, a terrible idea. But when we talk about comp- serious reevaluation, stripping the force down and putting the right people in those positions, I kind of understand it. Because I don't like if you're if you think your job as an officer is to apply force and that's what you're primarily there for. I got another thing coming for you, bud. That's the fucking National Guard's job. Your job is yes, to police the, and protect and serve. And this, the other this, this, another thing I don't think people talk about too much. Um, and I, I don't know any any facts around this, but do, they have to bring in a lot of temporary police officers during these riots, right? Like people who volunteer for crowd control? Um, I'm actually not sure how it works, Trace. I know they have National Guardsmen with them. I believe they call um, on military personnel to help assist. So, and one one of the things that they've talked about, too, at least in D.C., uh, and again, this gets into this weird... The, the, number, the number of enforcement officer you know factions or whatever in the fate that you know on this the federal and state level is kind of terrifying because that's one of the things that's come out too is that like you know like you know like are you familiar with the whole concept of posi comitatus i'm not which is that basically you're not allowed to use the military on your own domestic people. soil in the u.s I mean, like, you can't use it for military actions. It was why it was such a big fucking deal when Trump tried to get the national, you know, like when he tried to get fucking active duty troops in Washington, D.C. And the fucking Pentagon basically told him to eat shit. Um, but what's happened is that, and yes, to your point, it's like when they say well, we use this force is that it's not it's not all police officers. But the thing is, that the police police the police in the United States have slowly been used as kind of an end run around this concept of posi comitatus because what they did, if they can't deploy the military in the United States to do military actions, right? They militarize they the police. police the mili- they make the police yeah. more military like, right? And it, it makes sense from a distribution center, i.e., like when you're in major urban centers, because these are areas where like most productivity is located. I mean, you know, like again, like why? Yeah, I mean, like you know, I mean, like we have, you know, again, I don't have any direct experience with any of the local 
police in the in the surrounding trial area that would indicate that they're anything like this. But you know, it's the small town. It's the small town. I don't know. I think I, Trace and I have had run-ins um, with a certain police officer that uh, we felt we were pretty unfairly treated, and he was kind of an asshole too, with really well, no good, know, very good reason. I won't name him, but I guess the thing is, is that do you do you see him as someone who would besides the normal kind of that the, the bully thing that comes in? Do you see him? Do you see them as someone who would engage in this kind of extreme behavior? Um, not not an extreme behavior because I don't I don't think there's I I think it's listen the guy was king of his castle he's you know. He was a top dog at the police station or whatever, and he could act how he wanted to. Do I think he was he was probably I mean, luckily, I, I think that guy's an asshole and a loser. Um, and thank God there aren't more black families in Canastota because do I think he would treat a person of color that he's not familiar with even worse? Yeah, I do think he's that type of guy. I think he's very insecure. I think he's uh, he's very afraid, which is why he acts like such an asshole. Um, and I think a black person would absolutely terrify him. Um, that being said, there have been black police officers in, in the police force. And mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, my experience with, with, a, with a black police officer in Canastota was probably the best of all of them. So, so the other, the other, the other question to this maybe is that, do you think this is also core, semi-correlated to the concept that there are, maximum IQ and psychological profiles for uh, enrollment in a large number of American police departments. I you can't have an IQ, you know, like, you know, like yes. how they have the ASVAB to basically say that you can't have an IQ below a certain number to yeah. join the military. Yes. You can't uh, have an I IQ th- above a certain number. I don't think it has to do entirely with IQ because I definitely know some pretty smart, pretty sharp police officers. Um, they're certainly, I don't think they're the, they're, they're the best. They're the smartest it's, people. I think what it is, I don't think it's, I think more of it is, will you, can you be conditioned so that mm-hmm. you fall in line and so that the shit that you see doesn't disturb you as much? They, they definitely do not want, people that are critical thinkers on their own. Um, they, they want you to do it how they do it. And the problem is sometimes the things and how they do it, maybe it wasn't written how it was intended to be done, but that's just what they've been trained. Right. And it's, and it's a lot of it is through fear and the unknown. Maybe they're not comfortable because they don't know the neighborhood and they haven't had to be surrounded by socioeconomic dep- depressed people. Um, and then you throw in the, the, they're not familiar with, with, uh, you know, black culture or anything like that. They've only seen and heard the stereotypes that are re- that that you know they that are continually reinforced um, by a for, for the most part uh, rampantly conservative uh, ideology in all police forces. Um, I've yet to I've yet to meet someone who was outside of the police, a very liberal person, and then went through police academy and then remained a very liberal person. I think that's rare. Um, but that being said, I I don't think the intention. Well, and maybe it was. Maybe that's the devious thing about it. I don't. I don't think a lot of people go in there intending to, to to act inherently racist. But I think that it's unfortunately kind of intrinsic. It's an us versus them mentality that is absolutely cultivated. It's 
citizens against police and we're not the same, you know, because we, we do. And their job is not an easy job by any means. But the fact is, is that Chris Rock brought up a pretty good point. I thought it was pretty funny, but it's kind yeah, of fitting. The, the, the bad apple. Yeah, he's he's like, oh, you know, the bad apple. They're, they're just they're just outshining and they're and they're, you know, they're, they're ruining it for the bunch of them. And, he's, and it's like we're kind of setting the bar a little low, aren't we? Like when when we have pilots and that pilot planes, would it be acceptable to say, well, most of the pilots are good, but every everyone's every couple of them just decide to fucking run a plane into the side of the mountain. Like, no, that wouldn't be okay. And it shouldn't be for police either, because human lives are in their hands as well. I think I, I although although I do I do believe that uh a, a summary uh I uh, see. I don't, I don't even know if it's a permanent maven, but I just, like, I'm trying to think. I think I think you deserve a swift kick in the ass if you text. Like, if you're caught texting on your phone while you're driving your car, I do believe that police should have the authority to to do a, a summary swift kick in the ass, like an actual literal just fucking boot as hard as you can. If you're doing what? If you're if you're if you're, te- texting, if you're texting while driving. while driving a car. But everybody fucking does it, Gunner. I know, and it's it's it's, but it's but Trace, it's I guess like every is, other car except, going down the fucking road does it. What are they going to do? Pull them all over? I know, but it but it's the equivalent. It's the equivalent of having a loaded gun and waving it around the room. It's just no. It's I mean, what they should so do is take kosher. a picture, take a picture of your license plate, and send you a fucking bill in the mail. And every time you do it, you keep sending a bill and keep putting points on the license. Eventually, you'll learn. I mean, money kind of unfortunately. For for most people, myself included, eventually you're going to be better. Eventually, you're going to get better at texting and driving without being noticed. Maybe the human behavior isn't going to change. Texting and driving will become legal again when you're not actually driving. Nobody's going to stop. The only time it's going to stop is if the technology makes texting and driving easier without taking your phone out of your pocket and using your thumbs. Unfortunately, voice commands on phones still suck. After I don't. Text, I, I. I'll be honest with you. I never text and drive. I, I don't do it. I, I. I guess I don't. Yeah, I, I don't get, see the point in it. I. I like have a double thing, which is that like I'm the jerk who pulls over, but I'm also furious if you try and have a conversation with me while I'm trying to while I'm trying why, to drive. I, I get, why don't you just call the person that's texting you if you have to talk to them? Yeah, no, that that's that's my thing, and then but like, well, because the 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 most consistent answer I get is that, well, I'm somewhere where I can't call you, and it's like, so really, it's more that you shouldn't be texting, you shouldn't be texting me right now, but you're doing it, and it's you know, again, it's like this. This is my old grumpy person thing bleeding through, but it, it, again, I just like I I I hate. I hate that we jumped to the ubiquity of permanent communication without any of the fucking social, you know, like mores that like would not result in it dramatically increasing the the possible circumstances of your death. So, I mean, this we could we could spend a whole episode on texting and driving. I feel, but <laughs> um, what I would like to add is that. Uh, <laughs> driving is one of the most boring things to do. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't require skill to drive. I'm not saying that your attention doesn't need to be on the road to drive. 
But most people drive and listen to podcasts. Most people drive and listen to music. Um, driving is a very, um, it's something that, that works very well with conversation. The strange part, though, is that people don't have conversations on the phone anymore. They don't use voice. They use text. So what happened was the, the, the talking talking on your phone while driving, you know, and then you had to go to the whole hands-free thing, which works actually well. The quality is really good. I think the headset even doubles as an antenna with certain devices. So you might even get better cell reception, although that's scary. might send it straight to your brain. But... The culture changed and we don't call people anymore. Now we text them. So you're sitting idle in this car seat and you want these messages to go to people. And the message might, if, if you sent it before you left, it would make it to its destination, but you might've remembered it as you draw, you drove by a fucking KFC and you're like, oh shit, I used to go to KFC with Bob. I got to fucking, I got to tell Bob that I need to get my you know, I need to get my car in this weekend or something. And it's, it's not the right way to do it. It's irresponsible and it does car call cars, uh, car accidents. But at some point you have to like, look at all the cars going up and down the road and being like, yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't heard about a whole lot of texting and driving accidents anymore. People got good at it and cops either are ignoring it or people are really, really good at, at, at doing it without the cops noticing. So it's kind of the elephant in the room. Nobody wants to talk about because nobody wants to just say, Hey, go text and drive, go do something, go do something illegal and irresponsible to potentially kill people. But, uh, at the same token, about half of the people listening right now, probably text and drive. So, um, I think it's a conversation we could talk a lot more on, but I, it, it's, it's not like people are just, they just have this, I just need to be connected all the time. No, it's, they're going to be in a car for an hour. The, and they got a couple of messages that they want to get off. And unfortunately, some of them come back and turn into a full-fledged texting conversation. It's fucking terrifying. Um, speaking of cell phones, <laughs> oh, we're 10 minutes over. Oh, fuck. I can't talk about it. I can't talk about the iPhone 13 or whatever the hell they're going to call it. You know what, though? We're going to have to save it for next episode. Yes, we Wade, will. Wade's we nodding. Can, we can. Uh, I was trying to get it. I was actually was curious as to how, like, what the texting and driving, like, accident rate has been, but I can't find anything you really You don't hear about it as much anymore. But I don't um, know if that's just because it's not sexy and to put in the news. You know what I mean? Well, and I think when it started, um, it was it was predominantly newer drivers, so the accident yeah, rate younger, was through yeah. the roof. Whereas, like the people who are doing it now, I mean, I see like these sixty year old people doing it driving by my house. They've been driving distracted their whole life. I mean, they might have had three kids in the back seat and they had to slap all three of them across the face while they were driving. It, like, not that you should slap a child across the face, but I mean. <laughs> And they're 60. They probably <laughs> slapped a kid here and there. But, you know, there's the, the whole idea of distracted driving. They've been living with it their whole life. They've been avoiding car accidents while setting the clock. I mean, who hasn't set the clock on their fucking car while driving? Nobody does it before they leave. Maybe you do. Maybe you're the one good Samaritan. But I do it while I'm driving. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess I don't typically have to, like, set it all that often. But. I would, I would, I mean, I, I would, I completely admit, like, I would probably just be like, yep, quickly fix that, uh, possibly when I'm driving or if I was just going to get gas or something. You but. Program your radio stations while you're driving. 
Like, I mean, if you listen to the radio, I don't know if people still do that. I assume some people do. Yeah, I mean, I I, I listen to the radio a lot, actually, quite a bit. Um, you know, thank God programming is literally just pressing and holding a button. And it's not like having to dial shit in anymore. I mean, you um, know, it used to be. My wife will put a DVD in her van. She's not allowed to watch it. It's not. I'm not allowed to watch it as a passenger either. She drives. Um, I'm not allowed to watch it as a passenger either because it would distract her as a driver. So the car manufacturers are not allowed to have the, the DVD player in the front seat work, even though it's got a beautiful screen that will work. But <laughs> sometimes the most dangerous part is her and I trying to find the fucking DVD. Right? We got to like opening up all these drawers and and these center consoles and folding things open. And that's, that's almost more dangerous than her, like glancing at the screen for a second while fucking Bambi's mom gets killed. So, so don't text and drive still. It's not a good idea. <laughs> I'm not encouraging it. I'm just, I would just want the self-driving car. Yeah. So do I, so that I can just pay a, a membership fee and just, rent cars the rest of my life and not have to worry about maintenance and that shit. Let the, Dude, it won't be text and drive. It'll be sex and drive. Like so many more things will happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude. Man, you, all right. I don't want to get into pay, that now, You pay a but, premium. You pay a little extra. You're like, I'm going to pay this, the $15 sex fee where I just, I'm just going to tell you I'm going to have sex in it. And then you yeah, do, we're going to pay you 15 gonna, extra dollars to clean it. Oh yeah. A carpool with Nancy. No big deal, but something, a very big deal occurred on the way. to <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nancy. Yeah. Sorry. Is Nancy just, is she watching? Is she watching the sex or is she involved in the sex? I would assume that it's some sort of an extramarital affair covered up by the driving car. Oh yeah. Yeah. That you wouldn't that assume would happen sense. because you know, you're going to work Cheat. and then you're at work. She and Nancy. Cars would once again become the rolling bedrooms that they were in the 1920s. <laughs> Gunnar, are you still there? Gunner. Hello. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. Well, um, the abyss. <laughs> with that, I think, uh, it, and I think it is, it is uh, time to bid everyone adieu. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, give us a like, a share, give us, if you don't agree with something by all means comment on it. Um, but, uh, we will talk to you later and trace you left. Take us out this time. Ride the snake. Ride it. That's what I get. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs>